Hey, ladies. Welcome to Speak Life with Lex. I'm so excited that you dropped in. Girls, do I got a story to tell you, and you wouldn't even believe where it came from, the church. So let's get our favorite beverage, get some tea, pull a seat up to the table, and let's get real. I have a long testimony that I'll tell or save for another day, but this segment of it, the second half, I was at a point in my life where I hit rock bottom. So I was 19 or I was about to turn 19. I came from a life of partying, drinking, all those things. And I got to a point where I was like, okay, God, I can't do this anymore. I had nobody in my life. I had no clothes. People stole everything from me. When I say everything, I had nothing. And it took all that to get to the point where I'm like, okay, God, I can't run anymore. What do you want me to do with my life? And that's when he said, I want you to go intern with a ministry. And like I said, I'll, I'll save that for another day because we were associated with this ministry when I was younger because my family moved to go to this school that was a part of this ministry. So I was like, okay, I'll intern because they were looking for more interns. I saw on Facebook and I was just at this point where I was like, I will do anything. I sent a message. I was like, I'm going to intern if you guys accept me. Long story short, they accepted me and I was ready to move by January. And this this was around like maybe October. So I still had a span of time where I had to contemplate and make sure that I was going to make that plane to that place because there were so many things that ended up coming into place, which is crazy. To where I was like, oh, I don't have to go anymore. Like, I'm good. I don't have to do that anymore. But I knew that God was wanting me to go. And I told him I would go. Fast forward to December, I want to say 30th. I flew barely by the skin of my teeth. I made it on that plane and uh, flew to Florida. And I did it. I was nine. I turned 19 a few days later on New Year's. I was so afraid. I was so scared. I was by myself. But I'm like, I know when I do this because God said... My life is just going to fall into place. Everything's going to fall into place. All the things that were said and spoken over my life, it's just going to happen because I said yes. Aren't wrong. (laughs) It was uh, me stepping out on the battlefield. And I think a lot of us can relate to that because when we see the church or we think of the church, We think that it's just this place where we hold the leaders up on a pedestal. We think that everyone's going to be sweet and it's going to be roses. But in all honesty, the church is the place where there's broken people. Like that's a place for us to go to to work out the things in our life that God is highlighting. It's a place where we when we get saved, we or first get saved or where we go to get saved. And so I think when we have that mindset, we're not really thinking of the full picture, but of what we were always told of what the church is supposed to be. That was a side note. So back to the story, I get to church. I thought that all these things that I was dealing with, anger, um, lust, all these things would just go away. And it did not. I think if anything, it was highlighted. I remember having to do life with people that I didn't really know, which I was really good at making friends, but a lot of things came up, jealousy, um, uncontentment, competition, all those types of things that I didn't realize was there because in the world, you're just numbing yourself and doing other things that can kind of distract you from what's really going on inside. And 
I remember crying. I did not cry at all. I was so hard hearted that when I started to cry, I was like, oh, this is I'm being a baby. But I would cry because God was working on me on the inside. And fast forward in the story, there were some things that started to take place. So I befriended some people, a girl specifically, and nobody was her friend. So I'm like, oh, I'll be her friend. You know, I'm like this hero. I guess I like to fix people at the time, even though I needed fixing. And (laughs) I was like, I'll be her friend. And not knowing that she was like the black sheep of the ministry because of some things that she was dabbling in in leadership. And I guess I can unpack that more. I'm just trying to, to... to be reserved, but I told you guys I'd be real. So she was, there was rumors that this person was um, an infidelity with someone in the leadership. And I didn't believe it. Cause I'm like, oh, no, there's no way. She's so sweet. She loves me for me. Like, I'm just gonna overlook that because you guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm getting to know the real her. And so I went on that it went on like that for like a year where we never got invited to anything. It was always just her and I because of what I thought was just everyone hated on her because she was beautiful. Come to find out slow by slow, all the interns started to leave. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm about to be the only intern left. Why is everyone leaving? And it was because what was said was true. But I didn't realize it until one day I wanted to confront because at that time in my life I love to confront people so I was like okay I'm going to confront this person I confronted her and she said no she's like that would never happen I don't know what those people are talking about they're just crazy and I'm like hmm all those people are saying the same thing and you're saying it's no and I just thought it was a red flag but I didn't know what to do so I asked God I was like okay I thought ministry was going to be something that was just me skipping through a field and everything was just going to be okay. But this is crazy. I'm like, there's no way that this is happening. And I'm stuck in the middle. And God was like, I want you to stand up for it. I don't want you to leave. Cause I'm like, should I leave too? Like I want to dip out too. And he's like, no, stay. So I stayed, saw some more things that took place, even saw on the other end from the leader, what was going on. And I was like, no, this is so horrible. So Lance and I were friends at the time. Lance is my husband. We were friends at the time. Nobody else stood for the truth or stood for what was going on but myself until I met Lance. And he, one day we were having a conversation and we he brought it up and I was like, oh my goodness. And I started crying. I'm like, I thought I was the only one that saw it or that wanted to stand up against it. But what do we do? And he was with me along the journey. We ended up confronting the leadership about it and they kind of just, they literally cussed me out. They called me um, they called me the female version of a dog. <laughs> they called me the B word. And I still stayed because God said to stay. And Lance uh, stuck up for me. And that's not why I fell for him. Maybe a little bit. That might have been a little bit of it. But it was really because some other stuff that I'll share another time. And I know I sound vague with that, but I want to just stick to the story. And this girl, so they knew that we were onto them because we approached it and we we uh, stood up for what was going on. And everyone said no, that we were just crazy. We didn't have proof. And I was like, God, this cannot be real life. Like, we know that this is going on. Now what? And he just told us to stand firm and continue to stand up for the truth. Long story short, 
about a few years later of just standing for the truth and continuing to do ministry and love on God and love on the people that were in our area at that church, there was something that took place where God showed me a vision of what was going on and where they were going to be at a specific hotel. So us, you know, we were a little crazy at the time and we went there and we ended up catching all the stuff that took place got black sheep from the church. It was swept under the rug. And I, to this day, I'm not really sure what happened. But I said all I have to say is I did not want to have anything to do with ministry. I was done. I was, I told Lance, I said, I can't do it anymore. I'm just gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause I was a housewife. So I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to fill myself with hobbies and I'm done. I didn't, I wasn't done with God because it had nothing to do with him, but I was done with people, the church. I'm like, I don't have to go to church and deal with this. I was so hurt because we had finally spoke up against something and the words and the things that were said to me and to Lance, it just broke me. And I think I was done for about a year. And and during that time, I would just work out and do different things and focus on myself. I was just selfish, but it took me some time to really ask the Lord or even talk about the subject. I couldn't even talk to God about it. I guess it was just kind of like a dry, silent season for me. And one day I was doing the dishes and God just touched me. There was something that someone had said and it just resonated with me. And I broke down and I'm doing the dishes and I'm like, Lance, I think I'm ready again. He's like, ready for what? I'm like, I think I'm ready to try church and that meant the ministry thing again and he was like for real and yes so I said yes and we tried it again and we moved and relocated just for the same type of thing to happen again and that time I entered a place of depression there was people that were really close to us that betrayed us and I just was I was like nah this can't be real life this is happening again Like, I thought that this was going to be done with God. I can't believe that this same type of thing happened again when we're trying to do the work of ministry for you, blah, 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 blah. And I had to come to that place where I couldn't be bitter and hold unforgiveness forever towards those people because I came to a place where I was depressed. I was in a dark place. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't even want to move and get up out of bed. I just wanted to sulk in what had happened. And I'm like, but you don't know. You don't know what happened. You don't know what they did to me. And I hear so many people say that to this day. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they done to me. You don't know how they betrayed me or how how bad it hurt. And I do. I really understand it because I think with church hurt, because we hold the leaders on a pedestal and we hold the church people to a high standard, we almost set ourselves up for failure. Like there's going to be a matter of time where we get hurt from people because people aren't perfect, but we can be pointed to the one who is perfect. And I, I want to encourage you out there that if you are in that boat of not trusting the church, not trusting leaders or friends that may have betrayed you, you can trust again. I'm a living, walking testimony that you can trust again. All you have to do is point your focus on God, trust in him because he's perfect. Men, men, women, leaders, they're not perfect. Eventually, they're going to let you down, but God will never, never let you down. And if you look at the Bible and the story of um, Jesus and the, with the disciples, he was the perfect teacher. 
the perfect pastor, the perfect person to walk with. And out of the 12, he still had one that betrayed him. So if he has somebody that's going to betray, that betrayed him, we're going to have people that betray us. So it's not a matter of if, it's when. When they do, what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to let it ruin your life? Because that's exactly what the enemy wants for you, is for you to stay in that place forever to hinder you from walking in all that God has called you to do. And I know it hurts. I know it's like the one of the worst pains that you can go through is church hurts. And there's some people that never recover from it, but that doesn't have to be you. That doesn't have to be your story. There's a blessing on the other side. And when you do focus on God and trusting in him through that journey and giving it to him, like, God, I know this happened. I'm going to forgive them and move on because I can't stay here. There's a blessing on the other side. So that those people that did those things, they ended up writing us. Um, I think it was either through messenger or text texting and said that they were they apologized for what happened. Not all of them did just the the second time those that group of people, they apologized. And the first group of people, if they never apologize, I know who I am in Christ. I don't need them to apologize because I let it go. And now I'm at a place where I pray for them and they'll come on my mind sometimes and I'll and I'll pray for them and hope that they're doing well. I really care for their soul and I really just want them to to be in a place where they're walking with the Lord. And that's really my heart. And you can get to that place, too. So I hope that this encouraged you. I really just wanted to talk about trusting again. I think I want to hit up this topic because it's such a big topic and I didn't want to be too long. But just remember that you can trust again. Part two, I'm going to talk about how when I did get to the place of trusting the church again and trusting leaders again, it wasn't always peachy keen. Like I was still awkward but it wasn't them. It wasn't the people that were there. It was me. There was stuff in me that I had to deal with from the past trauma of leaders and people that hurt me in the past. But now I'm a part of a spiritual family that I would never trade for anything. I would have probably never picked them if you asked me because we're different in so many ways, different culture, different um, economic area. Like this is the country and I'm used to the city, but God knew but God, he knew what I needed. He knew what my family needed. And now I, I'm at this place of family. And there's nothing better than feeling accepted from a spiritual family. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us. So just remember that you're accepted. You do have a seat at the table. Now it's your job to understand and to know who you are in Christ and to yield to him to heal and work out all the kinks that you may be walking in now. Thank you for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you guys and chat next week. It's been real. It's been fun. And have a good day. Mm-hmm.